Music on the Bayou, The Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live on this Friday. Casey Justglare here. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. I'm hoarse as heck. I've got to try to figure out how to make this work over the next 90 minutes, but we will do so. We've got a fun show coming your way. We want to thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to do this today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. A reminder, join us tomorrow, if my voice will allow, at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with San Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from all your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Also a reminder, join us tonight, whether my voice allows or not, we will be live at South Lafouche High School Friday, 7 o'clock. South Lafouche taking on St. Edmund. Our broadcast coverage will begin at about 6.30. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, <clears throat> Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Dan Oss, Golden Motors, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. So, we did start the Friday Night Lights action yesterday, a day early on Thursday, and we had some very telling results. We had three local teams who played, three local teams who fell on their sword, unfortunately. We start out with a game that I was at last night. Lafayette gets a 56-7 to win over HL Bourgeois. <clears throat> Y'all, uh, from the opening kick, Lafayette just showed up and said, you know what, this ain't going to be competitive today, boys. They were running, they were throwing, they were fast on defense, they were tackling well. Lafayette has a quarterback who is extremely good, like not just kind of, sort of good, extremely good, making plays with his arm, making plays with his legs, commanding the huddle, doing a lot of things well throughout the course of the game. <clears throat> NHL Bourgeois was just kind of stuck in the mud. Anytime they had an opportunity to maybe get a little headway, they would take a step or two back, couldn't get out of their own way. Um... It's been a, it was a struggle for them big time on Thursday as they fall 56-7 to against um, the Lafayette team who showed up, looked the part, and played super well. You face those teams from the Acadia region, or the Acadiana region, Lafayette High, St. Thomas More, Acadiana, Karen Crow. That's a different breed of athlete out there, and H.L. Bourgeois learned that the hard way. Now... Kind of the game of the night last night in terms of on paper ended up being a game that really wasn't all that close. Lutcher rolls past Thibodeau 62-35. to And you remember I said all summer long, all summer long I said, hey, after that week one matchup, we're going to have a real good idea of a couple of things. And I remember saying, hey, if Thibodeau wins, maybe the schools in the local 4A district kind of exhale and say, whew, maybe this won't be so bad after all having them in this district. If Fletcher wins, but it's close, uh, maybe it's kind of the same thing. Oh, maybe they're the favorites, but you know it's not a sense of panic yet. But if Fletcher blows them out, everyone in 4A is on notice. 
Guess what? Ledger blew him out. Everyone on 4A is in notice. Winfield, the quarterback rushes for, I believe, five scores last night. They win 62-35. to 35. Um, <clears throat> Lutcher's offense is prolific. They're high-powered. They've got athletes all over. They've got probably the best quarterback in the area. The, Thibodeau's defense, frankly, didn't have an answer. Now, that's on the positive side for Lutcher. On the negative side for Lutcher, they had a ton of penalties. They actually had a couple of touchdowns that were negated by penalties. On the flip side for Lutcher, they gave up a ton of yards. Thibodeau moved the ball pretty freely last night on the Bulldogs. Maybe didn't finish some drives, maybe missed some opportunities and had some things that didn't go their way. But at the end of the day, it's Lutcher getting a 62-35 to victory and making a statement and letting everybody know in our local 4A district, hey, we're here, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with in that local district. I think that after last night's result, they firmly catapult themselves into the kind of the lead dog position. No pun intended. Uh, they're probably the favorites now going forward the rest of the way. Also in local football action, we had Homa Christian traveling out to New Iberia last night. Actually got a note from Coach Butch Terrio last night kind of detailing and breaking down how that game went down. They faced Highland Baptist. It's Highland Baptist getting a 20-14 to win over Homa Christian in a heartbreaker. Homa Christian was driving late in the game, pushed the ball into the red zone, and on the final play from scrimmage, they got stopped at what Coach Bush said at the inch line, where they were kind of extending for the goal line, thought they got in, the officials saw it differently, and Highland Baptist gets a 20-14 to win over Homa Christian in the season opener. Tough defeat for Homa Christian, but some positives that could be taken from that is that you know they were facing a Single-A opponent, and, you know, look, Homa Christian football is kind of on the rebuild, trying to get back competitive, get back right, get back to where they hope to be, to be just an inch away from possibly winning and being 1-0. and It's got to be a little bit of a positive sign that, hey, some of that hard work that they're putting in is paying off, and they fall just a little bit short last night in their effort to go get a win against Highland Baptist. Other scores around the state in 5A, Benton defeats Northwood of Shreveport 34-12. to We also had... Patrick Taylor defeating Grace King 22 to 21. Um, Hammond defeats Amit 33 to 19. Houghton defeats Red River 35 to nothing. One of the games of the night around the state last night was Jesuit getting a 16 to 13 win over Slidell. So the Blue Jays get off to their uh, strong start to the season. Southside falls to Notre Dame. We was talking about the Acadiana area and all the athletes out there. Two of their best locked horns last night, and it's Notre Dame getting a 21 to 13 win over Southside. <clears throat> Let's see what else we have here. We've got Sulphur defeating Washington Marion 42-8. to So a lot of schools around the area were playing these uh, season opening games on their Thursdays, getting off to the you know the early start to the season. John F. Kennedy, they're also on Terrebonne High School schedule, so they're a school to look forward to. They defeated Higgins 63 to nothing. so maybe a sign that John F. Kennedy's got a really strong team this season as they roll past Higgins. Tonight in the area, we've got a bunch, a bunch of matchups. Let's break down the local schedule and kind of give you a feel for what's lying ahead. Um, we've got South Terrebonne and Terrebonne. That'll be a great matchup between two very evenly matched teams. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a very close and competitive game. You got Central Lafouche and John Curtis. The Trojans are trying to grow and build their program. How much have they grown? How much have they built their program? We're going to find out tonight as they're taking on one of the best in the state. Ellender and Helen Cox, that should be an offensive game. Both teams should be able to score on the other. I'm expecting a shootout out there. Assumption and Donaldsonville, earlier in the week, I kind of speculated, hey, maybe this is a game 
that folks aren't paying enough attention to. Donaldsonville was very good last year. Assumption trying to keep the wave of momentum with Coach Will Broussard in there. That'll be a fun one. The game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB 102.7 and 1600 AM will be South Lafouche and St. Edmund, and that'll be at 7 o'clock. Then also maybe the game of the night locally, Vanderbilt and E.D. White. That'll be a big-time matchup between two teams that have their eyes on the prize, two teams that are hoping to go on long playoff pushes after going on long playoff pushes last fall. And then wrapping up our local schedule is Covenant Christian against Thrive Academy. Stan Gravois actually told me last night at the HL Bourgeois game, um, Thrive Academy's never won a varsity football game <laughs> under the LHSAA banner. So CCA's heavily favored. They're going to try to take care of business there in that one. Let's catch a break, y'all. When we get back, we're going to Chandler Guitros for his usual 1145 interview. Then the rest of the show, we're going to have tons of sports talk, but we're also hoping to get Damian St. Pierre at 1215 as well to talk about some things happening in the area and beyond. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Guitros of South Lafouche out of the, out of the break here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the app store or get it on google play place your order choose your curbside pickup time and your rouse's markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home Welcome 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KULEB. Casey Gisclair here going to the phone lines for the first time in today's show. We're going for our usual Friday interview with South Lafouche baseball coach and assistant football coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey, doing great. Yourself? Doing fine. If we could get rid of this dang sinus drip or whatever it is that we got going on. Other than that, we're doing great. But it is Friday night. We've got a game scheduled tonight. The Tarpons are taking on St. Edmund. I know I'm excited. I know you're excited. Bro, it's finally game day, man. Yeah, man, it's uh, you know, a long time coming. Get a true, uh, I feel like the first time in two years, a true opening uh, Friday night at home under the lights. Uh, so, look, just a great, uh, should be a great atmosphere. We're going to be having a whiteout, uh, get to bust out uh, what I think is going to be one of the best-looking uniforms in the area this year. Uh, so definitely a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement in Galliano right now. Tell us about the younger groups, uh, the freshman group. Where did you guys play this past week, and how did the game go, man? All right, we uh, we played at Destrahan this week, and uh, look, man, that's a just a loaded school. They keep on reloading. Uh, their freshman team had about sixty kids on it. Uh, I think it was fifty-seven was the number that they gave me. Uh, kind of sloppy in the first half, but in the second half, we, you know, we came out of the goal out of halftime to win the second half, and we were able to do that. Uh, put up fourteen points, moved the ball well, got uh, I believe three turnovers in the game. Uh, so the kids played hard, didn't quit against, uh, you know, just a great opponent, the best opponent that we're probably going to see this year. Uh, so definitely a lot to build on on that second half, man. It's uh, coming from the Jamboree in the first half of that game, that second half, uh, you know, after getting on them a little bit at halftime, it, it was like a light bulb finally, uh, you know, clicked in them that you can't just show up and play. you got to be in the right frame of mind. And, uh, you know, lessons learned, uh, obviously, about how to approach the game for those young guys and, uh you know, definitely excited with the momentum that we have now uh, going forward. So talk to me, to me about, you know, managing that, okay? So the next question that I would have to you is, okay, you're a varsity baseball coach, and, you know, throughout the course of the varsity baseball season, you're trying to win as many as you can, get as many power points as you can, and all that good stuff. But when you're coaching, you know, like a JV or a freshman-type team, yeah, you want to win anytime you roll the ball out, but the most important thing is that you guys are getting the kids better. So if you go – three and five, but the kids get better. It's probably better than if you go five and three, but the kids start the season strong and then learn some bad habits and taper off. Talk about managing those expectations of, hey, man, yeah, every time the scoreboard's on, we want to win, but we are just trying to develop and get these kids better and get them more ready for you know their futures. And hey, look, that's exactly right. And I'll tell you a story. Uh, about five minutes into the bus ride, uh, seeing how the kids were on the bus, I looked at Coach Gaucher and he was ready to – ready to go off and I said no let this go we're gonna teach them a lesson right here and uh you know after they uh you know got off that bus and saw the way that they approached the game going forward that's what we got on them at halftime that you just can't flip a switch so we were willing I was willing to take a lump uh in that game to teach a lesson uh, and uh, I'm glad it happened I think the kids kind of like I said that light bulb switch and uh, I think that they'll turn around and approach games differently and that's what it's about man it's, it's a learning experience there are no powerpoints here it's about getting those guys ready for Friday nights. And uh, a lot of these guys will be on the field next year uh, as sophomores. Uh, I could promise you a lot of the ones that didn't even get bumped up yet are going to be starters next year for us. So it's about teaching those lessons about how you approach the game, how you prepare during the week, uh, even little things, how you uh, treat your body, eating right, uh, hydrating, and then obviously getting better on the football field. So all those are lessons that they got to learn coming from the middle school where sometimes you're just bigger and stronger than everybody that you're going to play. Um, and it's, it's not to knock the middle school level, but you're playing in pairs. That feeds to two other teams, uh, E.D. White. I'm not sure they still play E.D. White, but 
three teams, that's really all you see, and they all divide it up. Well, whenever you get here, you combine in two schools and you're going against a Destrahan with that many guys, you got to do everything right. So uh, it, it's about learning those lessons and developing them going forward. Very, very well said. Um, in terms of the second half, you said you guys played better. What specifically were some things that you guys did better in that second half? Uh, the way that we approach everything, uh, tackling, uh, line firing off. You know, we get to the goal line. They have guys that are bigger than us, and we, uh, you know, we run a quarterback sneak from the two, and we pushing them uh, four yards deep in the end zone to get our first score. Uh, we threw it and caught it a lot better. I think uh, Terrence Petrie's our quarterback right now, uh, and he's a fine quarterback. I think he might project more to a receiver, uh, defensive back type at the varsity level next year, but he's going to be a guy that sees the field. And, uh, you know, you kind of got a little gun-shy early on in the first uh, little bit of action against Thibodeau and in the first half against Destrahan. But in that second half, you saw him really uh, making things happen, uh, letting the ball go, you know, not not just stepping back into a sack, really uh, stepping up in the pocket and delivering a throw down field. So that was great to see. Uh, We threw it and uh, caught it well. Uh, Dre Hughes, again, had a great night for us, as well as uh, Jack Castaneda made a great catch on a two-point conversion. Uh, so really everything was just better the way that we approached everything, threw it and caught it well, blocked well, and defense tackled well. So uh, definitely building blocks for us. BJ told me on Wednesday, he said, look, man, we can't get out with this damn heat index stuff, so they're going to start practicing before school. Are you guys following suit or are you guys doing the same thing? Uh, with our freshman group, Coach Young and I talked about it. It's just hard uh, with none of them driving. Uh, you know, that, that's asking, you know, 30 sets of parents to be up that early and getting them there. So we're going to try to continue to go after school, uh, whatever time it may be, and uh, it'll be good. We'll have uh, access to the turf uh, by ourselves and be able to get a little bit more done. Uh, so uh, as of right now, we are going to stay after school and uh, you know, flip a coin. If we got to push it back till 4 o'clock, we'll push it back. Uh, but at that varsity level, I think they are doing the right thing by doing this. Just uh, It's not going to get any cooler until October, you know. Uh, so uh, the varsity team, where the wins and losses really do count, uh, they need to be practicing and preparing for games in any way possible. So I applaud uh, the coaching staff for making that decision, and everybody's going to sacrifice, but it's what we got to do uh, with these new rules that are in place. So, um, you know, it'll be a challenge, but, uh, you know, I think it'll pay dividends for the varsity program in the long run. So give us a little peek behind the curtain, bro. You sit upstairs, you know, with the varsity football team, uh, and you're actually right on the side of us. You know, I hear you talking to the coaches and communicating. And what exactly are you doing up there, bro? Because, I mean, you're the one that told us last Friday, man, like we were missing a couple of reads. Like you're studying some stuff. And just give us a little insight into what are some of the things your eyeballs are paying attention to on Friday nights. Uh, really, my biggest thing is assisting Coach Young in any way possible. I'm, I'm in his ear as far as timeouts, where we're at on the field, hash, uh, down and distance, and uh, just assisting him as you uh, as a, a play caller, you know that, that's a, a big help. Where he could just look at a chart, and if he has okay second and seven plays, right hash plays, whatever. So uh, my main job is assisting Coach Young with that and uh, making it to where he doesn't have to think and process that information on his own. And uh, just any little thing that that I see up there, uh, you know, as far as uh, reads and all, we we just all talk about it on the staff. I have a, a set that actually goes to offense and defense. And I'm the one keeping track of timeouts for the coaches as well. So uh, just anything that I could do. You know, I, I got out of uh, varsity football a couple of years ago when I got the head baseball job uh, just because it's too much time to pour in whenever you're trying to, you know, uh, raise a family, a young family to be the head coach of one sport. And every assistant coach at that varsity level 
does the work of a head coach of any other sport. It, is that time consuming? The Saturdays, the you know, uh, just the work you got to put in. So this was kind of my way that I, I know that I could give help uh, at that varsity level without recommitting myself and taking away from what I do with the baseball side. Yeah, very good. Um, when do you guys take the field on the freshman side again? When's your next contest, bro? We get our first uh, game at Memorial Stadium next Wednesday at 5.30 against Thibodeau High, who we played in the Jamboree, and we're definitely looking for a much better showing against those guys. Uh, but just excited for our guys to get to play at home again. I don't believe they played any home games as far as the middle school last year uh, at uh, in Galliano. So this will be the first time in two years that any of these kids get to play on the turf uh, at home in front of their people. So uh, definitely looking forward to that with our guys. You may have said this earlier in your comments, bro, and I may have missed it. What day of the week is that, if you don't mind sharing again? I'm sorry, that's uh, next Wednesday. Okay, awesome. So next Wednesday, you guys are at home against Thibodeau High School. Uh, while waiting for Wednesday, uh, you guys are going to have a little practice time Monday, Tuesday. What are some things you're looking to shore up and polish up before taking the field again? Uh, we're looking to, uh, once again, go uh, tackling has kind of been our weakness uh, so far. So uh, definitely – uh, stress that a lot. Uh, defensive alignment and going over what they beat us with last time. It's good whenever you get to play an opponent a second time this quickly. Uh, try to eliminate the mistakes we made that cost us that jamboree um, on the defensive end. And on the offensive end, we're just going to be building on what we're already doing. I think we had a lot of good positive momentum coming out of the last game, uh, but might add a few more wrinkles, might uh, you know just add a little bit more to the playbook. I think we might be ready to progress, uh, especially up front with the offensive line. Um, moving on from the zone concepts and maybe uh, instituting power and a couple other things in the run game. So, uh, you know, looking forward to expanding the playbook a little bit and uh, seeing how they respond. Yeah, it brings me to a good, you know, next question is that, you know, in coaching high school freshmen, is there a whole lot of film study? I know you've seen Thibodeau already, so you kind of got an idea. Look at the varsity level, there's copious amounts. BJ and them are watching St. Edmund. This year, they're watching games from last year, and St. Edmunds is doing the same. They're trying to figure out any tendency that they can. You know, hey, when it's third and four, BJ does this, and, like, they're trying to get any little edge. With the freshman, do you do any tape? And then the second part to that question is, if not, like, do you kind of ax around other coaches who may have played them? Like, do you try to get a sneak peek from someone? Not really. I mean, uh, what we do at our level is we'll kind of take a look at the base offense and defense that their varsity team runs. And a couple of their most popular, or their uh, the plays that they run at a higher percentage than others. Uh, so if it's a, a you know a spread team, how do they block zone? How do they line up? What are their base pass plays? What are they trying to do uh, at that varsity level? And then we just kind of take that and go over about how we're going to line up certain formations, that kind of stuff. So no, we really don't get any film at all, and we kind of just base it on what their varsity team runs. Okay, cool deal, buddy. Look, man, thanks so much for the time. See you tonight, bro. All right, brother. See you tonight. Looking forward to it. Yep. That is Coach Chandler Gitros with South Lafouche High School. Didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot of baseball there. It's football season. We've got a ton of time to talk baseball with Coach Gitros as we get closer to the winter. Um, Tarpon freshmen are back at it on Wednesday at home in Memorial Stadium, taking on Thibodeau, going out to support those boys. You see a lot of future varsity Tarpons, a lot of kids with a lot of talent, and a lot of kids that are getting acclimated to the high school level right now. But that once they get it, boy, look out. They're going to be in positions to do some really, really big things. I know a lot of those boys in that group, that's a good group of kids. That's a really talented group of kids, but some also really good, gifted leaders in that group. And we look forward to following their progression along the way. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk some college football in the next segment of the show. Then we'll get to Damien at 1215. 
It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985 637 
Hoorah! Thank you. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Play-by-play here. Casey Gisclair will be here until 1 o'clock. Hope everybody is enjoying themselves today. It's been a struggle. Trying to clear my throat and not cough on the air. It's going to be a whole lot of fun tonight broadcasting a varsity ball game under these conditions, but we'll make it work. We've been more sick than this calling a game. Look, I got to tell y'all, I never have been diagnosed officially with COVID, but I truly believe, and this is off topic, I don't have COVID. I've already tested and I tested negative. Um, but February of 2020, before we even started with any of this stuff, I called a game between South Lafouche and Ellender on the radio. It was a boys basketball and girls basketball district doubleheader. And I was sick as a dog. I remember I called the game. I was coughing. I was running fever. I checked my temperature as soon as I got in the car after the game. It was like 101.6 or something like that. And I remember I left the gym, went straight to urgent care at Lady of the Sea and um, sat down and like I was wheezing and like I was I was really, really, really sick. And I remember the doctor who saw me that night said like, hey, um, have you been to Asia? <laughs> because the COVID pandemic had like started overseas at that point, but it hadn't all the way made its way over here yet. There was just a handful of cases. And the nurse was like, you haven't been to Asia or anything, have you? And I said, no, certainly, you know, I have not. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, just checking. <laughs> so um, I do think that at that time I had COVID at the very beginning of the pandemic before we even knew what any of this stuff was. And I'm not anything like I was then. I actually feel fine, just some hoarse, feel like I got a frog in my throat. And in the process of trying to cough it up, you know, it doesn't make for great radio all of the time. But enough about my cold. No one wants to hear about that. Let's talk about college football. Last night there were several really good games. Pittsburgh. Defeats West Virginia 38-31 to in a thriller. West Virginia actually had control of that game at some points. Pittsburgh comes back, gets a 38-31 to win. A lot of folks are picking Pittsburgh as a Cinderella. Like you could go to the playoffs, you could go undefeated type of team. 
They needed it last night, and boy, they struggled through the game at times last night, but they do survive, get a 38-31 win against West Virginia. Now, if you look at the Pittsburgh schedule, it's very manageable, bro. They they play Tennessee next week. That's going to be a challenge. The rest is a whole lot of garbage. Western Michigan, Rhode Island, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Louisville, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke, Miami. Miami will be tough, I guess. Um, Tennessee will be tough, certainly. But they don't play Clemson in the ACC schedule. Obviously, they would have to beat them in a championship game. Pittsburgh set up to go on a big run here. They got a big, big win last night taking care of West Virginia. Also in the top 25, Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, guy that some folks thought would be an LSU target whenever that job came open. They get a 58-44 to win over Central Michigan. A lot, a lot of points scored. Oklahoma State was in control. A lot of those points from Central Michigan came in garbage time when the outcome had already been decided. Spencer Sanders for the Cowboys, 28-41, of passing 406 yards, four touchdowns. Oklahoma State also gets a big day from Braden Johnson, six catches for 133 yards as the Cowboys get the win. The other top 25 action last night was Wake Forest getting a 44-10 victory over Virginia Military Academy. They beat the cadets 44-10. Uh, Wake Forest is a, is a um, how can I say this without being too insulting to Wake Forest? Um, they're a program that you wouldn't think would be anything, right? But historically, they haven't had a whole lot of success. But the last four or five years, like every year they end up you know, eight and four, nine and three. Like they've quietly built a sneaky, pretty damn good little football program out there in the ACC. They start the season ranked in the top 25. They're 22nd, and they open up the year getting a victory there. Um, one of the games of the night last night was Penn State taking on Purdue. Uh, that was a showdown matchup, a conference matchup, a game that was broadcast on Fox, nationally televised matchup. Penn State, James Franklin, the seat isn't hot for James Franklin, right? But maybe getting a little bit warm. Some folks there getting a little bit annoyed by some of the lack of progress that they made. They got a 35-31 to victory over Purdue. If you guys listen to play-by-play daily, you knew that that was one of our picks. Penn State minus three. Cha-ching! Penn State wins and covers their 1-0. They get a victory over Purdue. Um... Since COVID, James Franklin hadn't done a whole lot. He needed that one yesterday. They were five, four and five in 2020. Last year, they were seven and six. Um, so Penn State really needed that one. If they start off the year 0 and one, boy, them birds really start chirping. Them, uh, them voices get a little louder. Those whispers get a little louder. Penn State takes care of business and gets off to a pretty strong start to the year, going on the road and defeating a very tough Purdue team that could score a lot of points. Now. Ain't nobody here listening to me talk about Penn State. Ain't nobody here listening to me talk about um, uh, Oklahoma State or uh, whatever game that we've discussed so far in this segment. You guys want to hear us talk about LSU and Nichols. That's why you're here. LSU will be facing Florida State on Sunday. I kind of loosely broke down the matchup yesterday. Um, I think that this is an opportunity for LSU to make a statement. A lot of folks are being very negative and very pessimistic about the LSU season. Uncertainty at quarterback, maybe not as much depth on the roster as Brian Kelly would like. He's trying to build that back up. We don't know a whole lot about the secondary, a lot of transfer players, guys who are new to the program, all that stuff. There's a select percentage of the fan base who think, oh, Brian Kelly's never beat anybody. He was at Notre Dame, da, 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 da. Um, To those people, the, to the Brian Kelly naysayers, I'll say this. While, yes, 
At Notre Dame, he made it to the big stage often and often got pantsed, went on the big stage, got blown out. Please keep in mind, he was facing SEC talent without SEC talent. At Notre Dame, they never had teams that had the elite-level athleticism that he's going to have in Baton Rouge. He never had Kayshawn Boutte at Notre Dame. He never had a Leonard Fournette-type player at Notre Dame. He had big, thick offensive linemen, some good tight ends, and some game-managing quarterbacks because those are the types of players that you could get when you're recruiting the Midwest and when you're recruiting with academic restrictions. Let's be honest, Notre Dame can't get the same type of football player that LSU can. So schematically, everyone kind of agrees Kelly's a great football coach and he's got his guys in the right positions. I want to see what that looks like with the horses that he's got in his stable. Now, I think LSU's offense is going to be explosive if they get good quarterback play. And I get that that's the biggest if in the room right now. If they get good quarterback play, I think they're going to score a lot. Florida State has made some strides. They've improved. I think it's going to be a competitive football game. I think in the fourth quarter, it's still going to be up for grabs either way. But I think LSU is going to pull away in the fourth quarter and find a way to separate themselves from the Seminoles. So I think the Tigers are going to win. Um, and I think that they're going to cover, but I do think it's going to be a fun game to watch throughout the course of the game. Now, one of the things that I'm paying attention to very closely from the LSU perspective is I want to see some of the game day operational issues that Ed Ogeron had be completely extinct. The players are speaking in the media and are saying like, hey, y'all, our game plans right now are so much more detailed than they've been in the past. We're studying more. We're paying closer attention to things more. You know, before with Coach O, it wasn't as simple as, hey, let's just roll the ball out and play. But the game plans now are so much more detailed. And I think that with the old style of things in Baton Rouge, there were some things that slipped through the cracks, right? We saw a lot of communication issues. How many times in the last two or three years did LSU have to call timeout because the play clock was running down, there was confusion, people didn't know whether they were coming or whether they were going. I don't want to see any of that crap anymore. I want to see that be eliminated completely. I want to see the guys communicating seamless, all on the same page. I want to see a more spirited, united front. How many times in the last, oh, and this is going to fire me up. How many times in the last two or three years did we see an LSU team that was losing, but a kid makes a tackle for a loss and he's, you know, fist pumping and beating his chest and, hey, look at me, 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 me. And it wasn't even really a team celebration where the whole defense is getting jacked up. It was just that one guy. Hey, I made a tackle. Look at me. Look at what I did. I want to see a more united front. I think that LSU lost its locker room identity after winning the national championship. They had a lot of guys in that locker room who were only interested in going pro, had no interest in being part of the LSU program and the LSU fabric. The word that we've heard throughout the offseason has been culture. Brian Kelly's changing the culture. I want to see some of that on display against Florida State. Certainly, you got to win the game. Certainly, that's the biggest and most important thing. But to let me know that this program is truly headed in a different direction and in a better direction, those are a couple of things. The communication, the vibe, the spirit. I want to see some of that taking shape in Baton Rouge. Nichols is taking on South Alabama on Saturday, tomorrow. The Colonels will be an underdog in the game. 
but they're taking on a South Alabama team that by no means is invincible. This is a game that Nichols could, in theory, go on the road and win if they play well. It's going to be a challenge. They're going to have to um, not be completely mistake-free, but they can't have any bad turnovers or anything like that. they got to be mostly clean. If they do that, they've got a shot. South Alabama is not you know, an FBS power. They're not a program that historically wins 12, 13 games. Nichols is going to have opportunities in this one if they execute. There's a lot of mystery around Nichols, man. Like, usually I hear a little bit more out of camp than what we do this fall. Um, but I'm curious to see how they play. I think that they're going to compete well, and I'm very interested to see how Nichols fares on Saturday afternoon. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Damian St. Pierre. We'll talk with him about all kind of stuff. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TGHealthSystem.com. Dot 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's Friday and it's 12-15, so that means we're going to Damien St. Pierre, Golden Meadow, um, middle school boys basketball coach, South Lafouche Biddy basketball president, South Lafouche uh, flash director. Coach D, good afternoon, buddy. How's it going? Hey, man, I appreciate the intro, Roger. I even got the back in black by ACDC on my return. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, brother. Look, man, I've been seeing you around at the middle school games. We could start there. Golden Medal falls a little bit short against Raceland, uh, 22-6 to six yesterday. I was there for about a quarter and a half, and heck, what I saw was back and forth, give and take. It was actually 0-0 zero zero when I left. Golden Medal takes the lead, then Raceland comes storming back. Um, I've been telling everybody, man, like Golden Meadows got a really, really strong team. They just don't maybe have the depth, so they kind of fizzle out. When it gets cooler, though, and you know, the heat and humidity and hydration isn't as big of a factor, that's not a team that I want to face, bro. Those guys get after it. They play hard. They do. They, they they play from whistle to whistle. And, I mean, we, we talked about during the, the game that they played against E.D. White a week ago, you know, they, they come out and kind of come out with a bang, and then that's the case. We, we – we don't rotate that many people, you know. We got a lot of kids that go that play uh, special teams, offense, and defense. I said, man, we may wear down towards the end. That's what kind of happened last night. Um, my man Tyrese uh, Edwards returned the, the opening kickoff of the second half and uh, and for a touchdown, and we were unsuccessful in the two point conversion. And Coach Curell even said he said that's a that's a huge play. That's that's a, that's between winning and losing. Uh, had an opportunity with about three minutes left. We had the ball in the 50 from a, from a kick out of bounds from Raceland, and we just couldn't capitalize. I just think, and I, like I, like we said, we just kind of just kind of worn down, and just a lot of people played in a lot of different ways. But like you said, you know, maybe different, uh, a little different climate, and uh, you know, things are getting better. I could tell you that from from one game to the next, you could see the improvement for sure. I was hoping Golden Medal would win that one. Write a big long story about it, right? <laughs> Uh, next question. Let's talk some South Lafouche Bitty basketball. You guys are about ready to get revved up and rocking and rolling, dude. I understand you got some news you'd like to break here and play by play. Let's talk about it. Yeah, this has not been publicly said, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to, that you provide a, a forum to be able to talk about stuff like this. So it's kind of been years and years in the in the making, but it looks like, uh, and that looks like it's going to happen. South Lafouche Bitty basketball and the Rose Bitty basketball are going to merge and form one league. And that's going to put us with one mini basketball league in, in, in the South Lafouche area. Uh, something, like I said, something we've been working on. Took the right people to get in place. You shout out to them for coming to the table and, and negotiating, you know, on their end and, and keeping our, our, our the Cutoff Youth Center involved and keeping the Little Civic Center involved. And that's something that we set out to do from from the get go. Was hey, look, got to take care of these kids. Got to make sure that they, that that they're going down the right path. And then we also got to take care of our community centers and make and, and make sure that they got money coming in. Um, to be able to, to support uh, the you know the building and, and everything that they do for our community, uh, not wasn't an easy process. I could tell you that uh, a lot of people came in uh, and with some different ideas, and w- you know we were set on on what we wanted to get done. And we've been uh, we we feel that we've been doing this the right way for for the better part of a decade, and we want to make sure that that uh, that we can c- continue growing. Um, and very proud to say right now, just looking at the numbers, we have 441 kids signed up. Uh, and we haven't really released this news, and we're hoping that maybe the people of the Bayou community could see us coming together and may uh, do a little rejuvenation on some on, on in basketball in general and, and with the youth, uh, boys and girls. Our, uh, you know, our girls programs are small, but they're competitive, and you know we want to we want to enlarge that. And I think we're going to be able to do that uh, with you know with this news. And I'm, I'm very excited. We're going to keep our registration open for about two more weeks. 
We're hoping to do uh, um, an in-person registration at the Rose Civic Center. And this upcoming week, we don't have that date nailed down quite yet. But if you if you are listening and you are interested in registering, you still have time. Uh, you can go to the Solid Foods Betty Basketball Facebook. Our uh, it's a it's a quick Google form uh, shows you a quick question and answer and then some payment options. And it's a really really easy way to sign up. So that that's the news that I wanted to drop. So Solid Foods Betty Basketball and Rose Betty Basketball are going to be merged into one organization. It's extremely excited about the possibilities that are that are going to come out of this. Congratulations, man. That's really, really cool. I know that that's something that's been a long time coming, and it's take a lot of effort to get to that point. Logistically, I know you said you want to take care of both buildings and make sure you're doing right by everybody. What's it going to look like? Are you guys going to play you know, joint venues, play a little at the Cutoff Youth Center, a little at the Civic Center? Are you guys going to split between the gyms? Yeah, absolutely. So our boards have come together, and you know, tournaments, we're going to have at least two tournaments during the season, so that's always exciting. We extend the number of games played because now we have a lot more opportunity to do that. And then we're looking at a kind of an all-star weekend type of deal during, you know, during maybe the downtime. Um, we are a little behind eight ball when we normally start, but with the way Betty basketball has been running the last few years uh, with their all-star season, we have a lot of time to be able to do the things that we want to do. So um, we, we may even lean on some school gyms for, for a few things, but right now cutoff Youth center is going to be our home base for operations, but, LaRoe Civic Center definitely going to be in the mix of, of games played and events held there. Just It's going to be a good thing for the community and a great thing for the kids. So tell me about this, bro. And look, you know, one of the things that I didn't like about being a youth sports coach was kind of that back and forth where the adults were just kind of screwing things up for the kids at times. How important is it going to be to, you know, hey, there's not going to be a whole lot of that now. You know, you guys are merging. It's, you know, it's one united front. And I feel like as a parent, who's on the fence about, hey, my kid may play or may not play, but I don't want to deal with the drama. If there ain't any drama, it should grow those numbers. You kind of mentioned it a minute ago. I think this is going to be a great thing in terms of getting more people involved. I think so, too. And, and you know, and myself included, it took a lot of adults to um, maybe swallow some pride and, and shrink some egos. But, you know, it got at the end of the day, it got done, and everybody's on board for the right reasons. It's the development of our youth in this in this sport. Um, and like like I said, we have 441 kids signed up, and that's before this announcement. Uh, a couple years ago, pre-COVID, pre-IDA, we were over 500, but that's numbers that, that don't get touched, especially in our small community. So just, just the support and the want of the parents to sign up these kids, for that amount of kids, um, you know, at one organization, and then bringing in another organization with some different ideas. And, you know, we got to stay open to that. Just because you're doing things and things are going the right way, you still got to be open for those ideas. You always got to be open for some change and, 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 you know, working at Dan also, I've learned to challenge and debate respectfully, and that's something that, that there's going to be a lot of that coming up, um, you know, when processes, procedures are, are ironed out for the year. But I think everybody's in it. Like I said, everybody's in it for the right reason. Everybody's going forward, and it just took the right group of people to, uh, to get that done finally. Really, really good. So in terms of an estimated start date, when are you guys looking to maybe start get rolling out there? So our timeline, we have about, like I said, about two more weeks of sign-ups. It'll take another two weeks to get everything back in order, have some teams uh, ready to practice. So I'm thinking mid, mid next month, uh, especially our 14-year-olds. So our 14-year-old league is catered to uh, school basketball. So we want to make sure that those kids that maybe aren't playing year-round or aren't playing uh, right now get a chance to get in shape, get some basketball, get their legs rolling, and then roll into tryouts. We want to make sure – 
that the kids that choose to participate in our program are ready for that opportunity because there's no all-stars in that group. Their all-star, their all-star, all-star season is going to be school basketball. So we kind of cater that around that time frame. So those, those kids right now are going to, are going to get the spotlight at the beginning of the season to make sure, like I said, that, that they're ready for, uh, for middle school trials and give them the best opportunity to make that team. So let's talk a little bit of middle school basketball. I know you've been at the football games watching the guys compete and play and, and when are you going to look to you know get the guys out in the gym for tryouts and everything? I'm sure that it'll all be in sync with football. But you know, hey, time flies. We're already in September. That's going to be here before you know it. Yeah, we're in the middle of doing some scheduling right now. Um, that's that's my that's one of my favorite things to schedule and go out and talk to these coaches and just see what their programs are about coming up on on the you know on that season. But like you said, it's going to cater around what football is doing working with my AD right now to get some dates for some non-football uh, players to be able to maybe just come do some conditioning and some working out so they could like they could be ready for, for that, you know, being that they don't play football and they may not be ready physically for that or, or be in shape. Football or volleyball, I, I'm, I'm open to, uh, you know, over the summer we had summer workouts for boys and girls. And I'll do the same thing. Um, you know, just provide a service and get them ready for, for the kids that, like, don't participate here. But it, it's coming up, Casey. Um, you know, we're in the second week of middle school football season, and that's going to go very, very quick. And before you know it, basketball season will be here. We'll we'll be in the gym with the with all those sights and sounds of uh, of middle school basketball. Wonderful. Let's talk some college football. LSU plays on Sunday, taking on Florida State. Some people are very high on Brian Kelly. Some people are very low on Brian Kelly. Where do you sit? I saw one analyst say earlier in the week on, I believe, as Paul Feinbaum said, "Hey." LSU's scary, and then when Feinbaum said why, he said, well, they finally got an adult coaching the team after Les Miles and Coach O. Uh, where, where do you sit with Brian Kelly? How do you think the Tigers are going to do, bro? I'm a Brian Kelly guy, and I wish I, could, I wish I would remember who this quote came from, but it, it, it stayed with me from the second that I, heard, that I, that I did get a chance to hear it. Uh, Brian Kelly is the stepdad that LSU didn't think they needed. Yeah, he's that disciplined guy. He's the he's the guy that's gonna that's gonna do the little things that it may not be the glitz and glamour things, but it's the things that's gonna win you football games and win you in the game of life. And every day LSU has a new recruit, and they're moving up in the in the poll. In the uh, they're not they're not giving as much love in the polls, but the recruiting polls are, they're starting to get that that traction there, and that's where it's gonna be. It's gonna everything's done and everything's won and lost in that recruiting world. And I'm ready to see what product is going to be on the field. I watched the the path um, video, the the hype video that came out last night. I got goosebumps on top of goosebumps. I think I watched it three times today. Um, anxious to see the product that's going to be on the field, and I, I think we're going to be, be pleasantly surprised. I think so too. But I also think you know that hey, if if it's a little bit of a struggle, it's okay, right? Like I mentioned in the last segment of the show, is that. I just want to see the communication be better. I want to see the guys be more united, have better chemistry. After a loss, I don't want to see half the team quitting like in years past. Like If I see some of those little things, I'll be convinced, hey, no matter what the results this year are, things are going in the right direction. But with that having been said, we talk about Brian Kelly and, and you know all of his track record. Even, at, even his great Notre Dame teams didn't have the talent like he's got right now. Mason Smith's going to be a first-round draft pick. Kayshawn Butte's going to be a first-round draft pick and others on that roster. So this is still a very talented team. I think they're going to win some games and, and like you said, surprise a lot of people. Look, I, I'm not comparing anything I do to Brian Kelly, but I've had, uh, you know, you've got to work hard on fundamentals with certain teams that you have. And then the last 
year or so, I got to work with some 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 kids that work really hard and some kids that are extremely talented. And sometimes you don't know you you, you get caught off guard. Like man, maybe I could focus on a couple other things because these kids already know or these kids already know what they're doing and they're highly skilled and highly talented that they're going to make plays no matter how, what you coach them on. And I, I think it's going to be a little eye-opening situation to see the speed that he has and the speed of the SEC in general. Um, but he, he's going to take him maybe a game or two to figure that part out. But I, I just I think he's going to be successful. I think he goes about things the right way. Uh, and it may be a little old school. It may be a little different than what than what we've seen uh, since the guy that was coaching us is now you know wearing crimson. Uh, I'm not comparing him to, to that level yet, but <laughs> it's going to be something different that we've seen since then. And I think it's gonna uh, it'll take us a little a little bit to get used to, but I think it's gonna be successful. I'm I'm high on him. I'm supporting him, and I'm hoping I'm not gonna be sitting here in uh, in six to eight weeks with with egg on my face. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. Uh, some NBA news: Donovan Mitchell going to the Cleveland Cavaliers for three first round picks. Between Mitchell and Gobert, the the Jazz netted eight total first round picks. You combine that with them owning their own first-round picks, they're going to have something like 12 or 13 first-round picks in the next four or five drafts. What do you think of this, man? Because I'm always a little nervous about the whole get-draft-pick strategy because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, in the Pelicans' case, it looks like it's going to work pretty well because I don't know if the Lakers are going to be good for the next few years. But for the Jazz perspective, I think the Timberwolves are going to be all right. I think that the Cavs are going to be pretty good. I think that they traded for a lot of picks that are going to be in the 20s, which really aren't worth a whole lot. What are your thoughts on rebuilding that way? It takes a lot of discipline and a lot of buy-in from a lot of people to do that. Uh, and you could see if, if you don't get immediate results within two to three years of that, then people start panicking and you go after that big free agent uh, instead of trying to build through the draft. You could see OKC trying to do that within the, the last few years of building the draft. They haven't gone after anybody as of yet. But then you hear things about, you know, you hear rumors about Durant and whatnot getting there. You got to stay very disciplined, and you have to have, like I said, you got to have a lot of buy-in, not only from your front office staff, but the players and the coaches as well. It's it, it's a like like Cotton said, it's a bold move or it's a bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off. But getting rid of one of the the better scorers in the NBA that that takes some guts for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Look, NFL starts on Thursday. The Saints will be playing the following Sunday against the Falcons. Give us a win total, bro. How many are the Saints going to get this fall? Man, you put me on the spot here. I I, I don't know why, but I've I've always been a I've, not always not when he was playing with the Bucks, but I, I've been a Jameis guy. I just I want to see a guy like that succeed. I think he's 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 matured from from where he was at Florida State, and you know doing the bonehead things that he was doing. But then my my Saints fandom or lack thereof sits in, and I just want to say it's going to be somewhere near one one game over or one game under five hundred. I just they just defensively, they're they're struggling right now, losing uh, losing Gardner there to the to the Eagles, and then having some discipline issues off the field in the secondary. Um, it's just it's tough for me to it's tough for me to buy in and say they're going to win double digit games. Yeah, no, I hear you. What do you make of what's going on in Tampa, dude? Like Tom Brady is saying that he's back, but he missed time and he's got issues and. I don't know if you saw that news conference, but like he's had plastic surgery or something. Like the dude's got something going on. There's some weird things happening there. I'm kind of down on Tampa. What are you making of this whole saga that's going on with Brady right now? I feel like it's almost a gimmick change. <laughs> you take two, two or three weeks off to get plastic surgery, you come back and say, 
hey, uh, 45-year-old man, I got, I got stuff to do. You know, I got things to do. Yeah, you got stuff to do. You're on the contract for an NFL football team. Um, it's such a weird vibe. It's always been like that over there, but they're finding ways to win. Um, I just feel like that for like the past decade, they've been in kind of that, just that realm of, Hey, look, we're just going to throw some stuff together and let's figure it out. And they got to figure it out. But now everybody, you know, Brady's starting to, has he done anything like that in the past in the preseason? Is he, is he feeling down? Is uh, it's, it's a, it's a weird situation. And that's, that's another squad that I'm not buying in. Uh, the NFC South, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting division for sure. They got a lot of different teams and a lot of they're they're at a, in a lot of different places at the moment. But somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to win those games. Brady missed camp one time in his career in New England, and that was whenever he was suspended for the deflated footballs. So he came back after four games and won the and won the MVP and won the Super Bowl. It's a little bit of a different situation now, but yeah, he has missed camp and still been successful. I guess if anybody could do it, it's him, right? Look, if I need to take a couple weeks off of work to get uh to get plastic surgery, come back and win an MVP, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, WWE pay per view tomorrow. A lot of speculation that Roman may drop the title to McIntyre. I don't see it, but their ratings are through the roof right now, dude. Raw is getting like 2.2 million viewers. SmackDown's above two million every week. They're killing it right now. Have you been watching and and have you been seeing some of the great reaction that they've been getting as their numbers continue to grow? You finally get somebody that's going to give the fans what they want and of course you're going to get the buy rates of course you're going to get the buy you're not you don't have someone that's there for his own personal enjoyment and just trying to do things the way he wants to do just because it's been done like that for the past 30 years i, I I'm, I'm watching a little bit here and there i'm reading a lot more than i'm watching but everybody seems to be pretty content on the young upstart uh, you know guys that are that are coming back i don't even say want to come or coming up i got a lot of guys coming back uh, a lot of fan body, man. It, it's it's got to be fun to watch. You, you tell me, Casey. You, you have you been watching? I have, dude. It's really cool. Uh, they, they've changed the vibe. <clears throat> the the stories flow throughout the show. Um, in the past, like one guy would only feud with one other guy. Now there are multiple layers. Like everybody on the roster hates Theory and is feuding with Austin Theory. I think that's pretty cool. I it, yeah, it, it's different. It's different, and it's a much much better product. It's almost like you have to pay attention a little bit more if you're going to follow the storyline, which that's that's what you want. You want that buy-in. No, very quickly before we let you go here, um, a guy that I know you know well, and a guy that I know pretty well, and actually he's been on this show before. Minotaur Brian Falcon announced he's no longer going to be wrestling anymore, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. But I saw him about two months ago, and he said he was feeling good, and he said that you know he was still strong and everything was going well. So I was a little surprised to see that he was hanging him up. It's a guy that you uh, know very well and have seen compete and everything of the sort. What are your thoughts as you've seen him walk away? Great career, great guy. Um, I, I don't know if that guy has one enemy. Uh, he was brought up in, in the wrestling game the, the right way with the old school folks and. You know, making sure that you you get in the locker room and you're shaking everybody's hand and you're doing and you're doing what needs to be done and you're not um, you know screaming and crying if something doesn't go the way that you think it, it should go. Uh, fantastic career, held a lot of titles in a lot of different states, uh, but I, I was surprised to see the same thing. In case I, I I thought he was he was kind of I'm gonna say at his peak. You know, he's getting a little older, but at the same time, as far as his health and his uh, you know I I, I talked to him about. He's lost 80 pounds over the last, you know, 18 months, just to say, and he's been in top physical condition, the best probably that he's been throughout his career. So it was, it was very surprising to see him, um, you know, retire on, on on Saturday. But from the looks of it, he uh, he went out with a bang and the full crowd in Homa, and he went out on top for sure.
No doubt. Well, brother, we thank you so much for the time. Hope to get you on next Friday, bro. You add to the show, my man. Thanks, Ace. I appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Damien St. Pierre doing a wonderful job. We love him. We have the opportunity to borrow him for a few minutes. Because he certainly adds a great perspective. Let's catch a break when we get back. Our weekend predictions here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this on Play by Play. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called do friend easy buy come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote we now have eight convenient locations to serve you which include cutoff thibodeau luling bell chase araby slidell gulfport and grand isle and no matter how big we grow as a company we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile so come give the local guys a try and experience the do friend difference did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to play-by-play. Play. We got oh, about 15, 20 minutes left to spend. We'll break that down into two parts. Two more segments to go. The first segment here will be our weekend predictions, and then we'll catch a break. Then we'll get to our betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. I'm going to go and drink some hot tea and <laughs> rest up my voice, try to get myself ready for tonight. Friday night football, which you'll be able to hear right here on 102.7 South Lafouche and St. Edmund. Broadcast begins at 6.30, open and kick at 7. Our broadcast is sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge, Division A. Um, 
our weekend predictions on Friday. Always a good time. Always a great opportunity to make some predictions that usually don't pan out. <laughs> but we start with the first one, which is of local interest here at the high school level. I think South Lafouche will beat St. Edmund tonight, but I think it's going to be eerily close. A lot of folks down the bayou think, huh, single-A opponent, South Lafouche, pretty explosive offense. That'll be easy. It ain't going to be easy. St. Edmunds is, 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 is a program that is used to winning. They're not a, hey, let's just go down there and, you know, let's just get a bunch of PowerPoints because we're playing a 4A school, whatever happens, happens type opponent. They're not that type of team. They're coming down the bayou with one goal in mind. They're coming down the bayou to win the game. They're going to be very competitive tonight. I think the Tarpons do win the game, but I think it's going to be very very competitive throughout the game. And I think that in the fourth quarter, South Lafouche maybe pulls away because their depth, they got maybe a little bit more numbers, but I think that it is going to be a very, very competitive football game. We had their coach, Coach Shiver, on earlier in the week. You could find that in the archives. He was very well-spoken. He thinks highly of his crew. And the same thing I'll tell you all is the same thing that I told Stan Gravois last night whenever I saw him at HL Bourgeois. In week two, they're traveling and they're going to play in Dallas, Texas for like a Texas Longhorn State kickoff classic type of thing. You don't schedule that type of game unless if you think you got some dudes. You're not loading up a bus and going and bring your guys and paying all kind of money and going to Texas just to go and get beat badly. <laughs> they, they think that they've got some dudes out there, so that'll be a very competitive game. The next weekend prediction, also involving high school football, I think E.D. White's going to make a statement tonight. They haven't played Vanderbilt in a while. I think that they're going to beat Vanderbilt tonight by a couple of scores. E.D. White's just a different level locally right now. They've got so much talent. They fly to the football defensively. They make plays in the open field. I talked earlier in the week about their tackling. The uh, Matthew Melison kid in the secondary is so prolific at safety. He makes plays in the punt return game and special teams. I think Vanderbilt's going to have some moments. I don't think it's going to be a you know 40-point game, but I think in the fourth quarter, the second half, E.D. White's going to pull away. They'll win by multiple scores. I think they're going to decisively beat their rival Terriers tonight to open up the season. Next prediction involving college football. I think LSU's going to win and cover over Notre Dame. Call it a betting pick. Call it what you want. I think the Tigers, Brian Kelly, and crew are going, I said over Notre Dame, I'm sorry, over Florida State. I think the Tigers are going to beat Florida State. I think that they're going to um, run the football effectively, which is something we don't talk a whole lot about as we focus on the quarterbacks. I think the quarterback run game is going to be a factor. And here's the kicker. I just think LSU's defensive line is going to be too good for the Florida State offense. I think the LSU defensive line is going to stop ball carriers for losses on run plays, put Florida State up against the chains, be a lot of third and eight, a lot of third and nine, which will test the LSU secondary, right? Because the LSU secondary has a lot of transfer players, a lot of guys with not a whole lot of experience in Baton Rouge, but I think they'll be up to the challenge. I think the Tigers win, and I think they win like 31 to 20, 31 to 17 type of thing. I think LSU beats Florida State and makes a little bit of a statement like, hey, I know y'all are down on us, but don't forget about us. I think LSU is going to be in good position on Sunday night. Then the next one that I got also involving college football is I think the big favorite, like the, excuse me, the big powerhouse favorites in college football 
are going to struggle a little bit. Like Ohio State's like an 18-point favorite against Notre Dame. I think they're going to struggle. I don't know if they're going to cover that number. Georgia's like a 17-and-a-half-point favorite against Oregon. Eh, it feels a little bit much. I don't know that those big shootout, you know, preseason kickoff classic games are going to be the blowouts that people expect them to be. I think that in the, you know, situation with Georgia, <clears throat> half of Georgia's team from last year is in the NFL now. That's going to take a little while. And if it takes a quarter, quarter and a half, two quarters before then you guys kind of settle in, get the nerves out, but it's 10 to 7 whenever that happens, ah, it's a lot to ask for them to cover. Oregon's got Bo Nix, who's, yeah, he's not tremendous, but we've seen him play against SEC competition before. He's not completely incompetent. And then the same could be said for Notre Dame. They're going to be playing for Coach Freeman. It's his first game there as the official head coach. He was the interim coach for the bowl, kind of stumbled all over himself, kind of messed it up a little. They're going to be motivated to show, hey, we've got a strong recruiting class right now. we got a strong recruiting class for a reason because we're moving this thing forward. There are a lot of folks in South Bend who genuinely think Marcus Freeman is going to do a better job than Brian Kelly did there. I'm not one of them. I think Brian Kelly won at a unsustainable clip in South Bend that Marcus Freeman will never be able to eclipse. But for one game, taking on Ohio State in the opener, I could see them playing with a lot, a lot of fire. I could see them playing with some pizzazz. And I could see them making a very strong showing. I think that's going to be a close four-quarter game. Another weekend prediction. You better have your radio dial on ESPN 100.3, our sister station, because I think Nichols got a great chance to beat South Alabama. I'm going to stop a little bit short of predicting a victory for the Colonels, but I think they've got a great shot to go out there and make it happen. South Alabama is not the type of program that just walking off of the bus is going to be able to clown Nichols and you know, beat them and do whatever they want. Hell, Louisiana Lafayette, who was in the top 25 to end last season, wasn't good enough to do that to Nichols. I think the Colonels will play with fire. I think that they'll have the benefit of uncertainty because it's a new quarterback and some new guys in some new spots. I think Rebo's going to have them ready. And in the fourth quarter, I think that's going to be anybody's ball game. And I think it's going to be a statement to the Southland Conference that, hey, Nichols is ready to go. They're still one of the big-time contenders here. Last prediction, and then we'll catch a break. We've got a big ALE showdown matchup between the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. I like the Bombers to win that three-game series. The Yankees have kind of given up a lot of their lead. Remember, they had a big old 11-12 game lead in the East. That's now shriveled up quite a bit. And Tampa has eyes on this weekend, shriveling it up even more. I think the Yankees pull the rope back in the other direction, and I think they win the series over the weekend. I, <clears throat> I've been... Hot and cold on the Yankees this season, right? When they were rolling, I was kind of warning everybody, man, I don't know if they're as good as their record is right now. But now that they're struggling, I've gone the other way. Like, they're not as bad as they played in August either. The answer's somewhere in the middle, and I think that they're going to make it happen this weekend and take it back from Tampa in that three-game series. Let's catch a break when we get back. Betting picks, and then we're out of here on our weekend, our end-of-week show, our Friday show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app. 
for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at TigerRag.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Oorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in LaRose, 
on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849. Hoorah! Thank you. Very, very quickly before we wrap up here on Play by Play, we want to thank our <clears throat> excuse me, we want to thank our sponsors one more time on this coffee and stuffy and sneezy play by play Friday. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. <clears throat> Dufriend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off, the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Tonight, excuse me, tonight, South Lafouche taking on St. Edmund. Our broadcast will begin at about 6.30. After the game tonight, which will begin at 7. After the lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard, stick around. After the game, Coach Brian Colley and I will be breaking down all the action around our area. So, a couple of betting picks and then we'll get out of here for today. The first one that I like is... I like under, and this is a game that I promised you yesterday, but I thought it was a Thursday game. It's actually a Friday game. Under 58.5 points between TCU and Colorado. <clears throat> Colorado's offense historically is not very good. TCU is historically more of a defensive-heavy type team. I just see this one being a bit of a struggle. I see this one being a game where the offenses take a little while to get going. Maybe the first and maybe the first quarter and a half or so the team struggle offensively to get any traction. And then whenever it turns into kind of a track meet in the second half, it'll be too late to cover the 58.5 point total. I like under in that matchup. Um, baseball. Let's go minus one and a half uh, run line for the Blue Jays to cover over the Pirates today. They're throwing Manoa, who's their ace. That's just too good of odds. I like the Blue Jays to take care of business against a Pirates team that's mostly toothless, doesn't have a whole lot of punch to them. I like over nine and a half runs today between the Red Sox and the Rangers. Dallas Keuchel is throwing for Texas. Dallas Keuchel is terrible. Um, the Red Sox should score six, seven runs on their own. And then we all know Boston's pitching staff ain't a whole lot better. So I like over nine and a half in that matchup there. Some Saturday college football. Huh, let's see here very quickly. I like under 61 and a half between Michigan and Colorado State. Giving you a few bonus ones here. Um, I like, let me find this on the list. I like Ole Miss to cover 21 against Troy. I like Oregon to cover 17 against Oregon. I like Notre Dame to cover 17 and a half against Ohio State. Of course, Sunday, I like LSU to cover three against Florida State. I also like over, uh, I'm not going to give over under total there. And I like Clemson to make a statement. I think Clemson's going to kill Georgia Tech. Uh, they were really lacking last year. They're going to want to make a statement that they're back. I like Clemson to cover 23 points. Again, get some day quill. Go and get a little rest. We'll be back at Memorial Stadium later this afternoon. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for your patience. Thanks so much to everybody through, for their support throughout the week. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, same time, breaking down all the week one action, y'all. Have a wonderful weekend.